perfectionism, perfectionism, perf waiting till things are perfect before you start or re-engage in a project you've left behind, waiting until everything is perfect. That is something that we A-type personnel, personalities, triple A-type personalities, which are go-getters, enthusiastic, uh, which is a nice way to put it, but also people that are driven, ambitious, entrepreneurs that are just always forward thinking, always have it in full overdrive all the time and feel the need to have that in overdrive all the time. That's a characteristic of an entrepreneur. I have that gene for sure. And one of the things that goes along with that is to make sure everything is lined up and orderly and organized before you go ahead and get in the car and drive. And what that means is we are extremely detailed oriented. We can pick out uh, a mistake or a hazard or a bump in the road from a mile back where others are might be in the game and they, they don't see what's coming. And that's what makes it really amazing to have that perfectionist quality um, because you can not only do what you're doing today and juggle 15 balls in the air, you can also have vision at the same time and foresee what's coming down, what's, what's ahead of you rather. And we are forward thinking perfectionists. And unfortunately that perfectionist word doesn't exist. And so getting into that, how do you get out of that? If you've recognized that that is, is, is either stalling a project that you will not get to get to, to get going on because you're waiting for everything to be perfect, which is probably just described about half of my time with all the projects I have that I'm working on. I'm, I'm waiting just for one thing to happen or I'm waiting for one thing to come in before I start. Um, that's when you can catch yourself into the, the hazards of perfectionism. So I want to talk about something that's really relevant, really, really um, that's happening right at this very moment. And that is this podcast. So if you're listening to this podcast, this is the example. You and me right now here. I stalled about six months when I learned from Kenny Weiss, one of my mentors and trainers. He teaches emotional mastery. And I saw him doing a multiple of mediums when he was getting his information out, you know, writing a book and doing CDs and courses. And anyway, I saw one day he did podcasts. And because I watch him so attentively and I listen like with all full ears on kind of um, mode, I noticed he was doing a podcast and I was like, wow, isn't that, isn't that amazing? I can take Kenny on the go, which means I can get more training, more intel while I'm out and about walking or working outside. It was super exciting. So I listened, started listening to his podcast and I didn't even know what podcasts were, by the way, at that time started to realize the incredible convenience of having podcasts and having Kenny on the go, I was like, wow, one day he sent one out and he said, you can even do this. And I was like, what? What What, what did he just say? I think I had to hit replay. And I so I went to anchor.fm and I, I pushed a few buttons. And next thing you know, I was recording, which is what I'm doing right now. I'm three minutes into this 10 minute podcast. And here's my lesson. Here's my lesson I want to live as an example. It's never going to be perfect. I can hear background noises through the wall. There's a truck outside my house right now where I can hear the beeping sound. Maybe you can hear it. It's never going to be a perfect setting 
the way I envision doing a perfect podcast, which is in a control booth, in a radio station, somewhere where it's completely airtight, and I have, you know, a director and a producer, and I have everyone telling me what to do and say, and I have a script, and everything's perfect at a time. That is my past reference to doing podcasts when I used to do radio. It's no longer relevant. It's no longer practical. It's no longer, it, it just, that's the way it was. So I have to unframe my thinking around the way I used to do things versus the way things are now being done on the go spontaneous. And I no longer make excuses. And I tell people on my podcast, this is not going to be perfect. This is an unedited version. I'm going to make mistakes. And of course, as an author, I constantly get called, um, called by my fellow authors, which are English teachers and professors and people on my mastermind team are, are, you know, five degree masters and professors and, you know, with five doctorates and all that. They say, you just made three grammar mistakes. I say, thank you. And then I do a talk somewhere and my Toastmasters, all my fellow Toastmasters around the world come up to me at the end of a Toastmasters speech and they say, did you know you said um five times? And I say, thank you. Thank you so much. You see, as a master in anything that you do, and you are a master in whatever it is you do, you're going to have people calling out and saying, hey, you're not perfect. And so I want you to say thank you when they do, because they're actually giving you a compliment. But if you take it as an insult, it's like stopping a car, you know, it's like screeching on your brakes and staying stuck. That's how we get stuck is trying to be perfect. So I have had to rephrase my thinking. So when someone says, Tracy, I just listened to your podcast. Oh, here's a better one. I just read your book. It has 12 spelling errors. Did you know that? And I go, yeah, I do. But the first time someone told me I had 12 spelling errors in my book that's already out there, can't do anything about it, I was crushed. I was like, are you kidding me? And guess what? I made the worst mistake of all. I misspelled Mother Teresa's name in my book. I mean, there, I'm not sure there's, there's anything worse than that. At least I spelled my name right when I put my, my name down as an author, I think. Anyhow, the point is that never, ever anything is going to be perfect. And because it does not exist. But what you can start with is your preconceived notions of what perfect is and start to break that apart and say, you know what, that was the past. It no longer exists. We need to move forward. And so I just started to make, give myself a whole bunch of breaks. And one of them is by doing podcasts. I love doing podcasts. I love to talk. I love the the energy. I love the fact that you're sitting there right now or driving or whatever, and you're either taking notes, which I encourage everyone to do because 80% of it getting into action, of course, is if you write it down. If you don't, your odds go way down. So I encourage you to write down tips or at least write down one thing you're going to do from this 10-minute podcast. And I get feedback all the time, all day long from people saying, I listened to your podcast and now I'm going to do this or that or ABC as a result of that. I love to hear that. So tips, if I can give you just one tip, and haven't you heard people say this? If you just get one tip, or if you, if I help just one person, I mean, we've all heard that from people. And it sounds kind of like it's such a standard line, but it is so true. And the, the reason that's so true is because students, people that listen, audiences, whatever, less than 1% take action. Isn't that insane? That's crazy. 
And it's not that it's not that you're failing. It's just less than one percent take action right now. Within the next three days, if you don't take action on on something that you just wrote down, it probably won't happen. And that's okay because these are replays, so you can listen to them over and over and over, which is great. And I do the podcasts also with the the allowance to allow myself not to put it into an editing room, not to wait an extra 10 days or 10 months before you get it. So I say right up front, there's going to be mistakes. I'm going to, but I'll never say anything wrong in the sense that is, I won't swear. I'm not a big swearer. I think you know that if you know me, I can emphasize a point by using passion. So I kind of come at it from a passion point of view and examples. And I live the examples. I will never ask you to do anything that I haven't done myself. So the best way I can show you how to do what I'm trying to illustrate, and that is to overcome perfectionism, to look at it a different way is by living it. So here it is. Here's your podcast. It's not perfect. You're going to hear background noises, but I do have some parameters, which is I keep it under 10 minutes because I seem to figure that that's my little perfect amount of time to get my my point across I always end with this which is right now if you get stuck call me email me whatever reach out to me and I'll give you three suggestions on how to get unstuck I'm not selling anything this has nothing to do with buying anything I have nothing for sale except I want you to catch what I have which is enthusiasm which are two things that I also want you to have is passion and purpose. If you don't have passion or purpose, if you're slugging around or dragging your feet or you don't get up and you don't want to get up, this is something you need to address, but it's nothing anyone is going to do for you. And it's nothing that you can take in a pill format or drink. You have to do it yourself. It's good old fashioned, plain, hard work. So perfectionism does not exist. I hope you get some tip along the way. Now I need to cut it off because it's 10 minutes, but onward and upward. For now, this is Tracy with Anchor.fm. Bye for now.